Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin, and Doug and I are now semi-published authors. It's true. You'll find it's out true. more later, but just more understand. after these messages. <laughs> Did you know you can watch Mind Gap on YouTube at youtube.com slash Podcast? You should. Watch our shit. Like. Subscribe. Interact. Engage. Drop comments in the comments section. It means a lot to us. It'd be mm-hmm. great if you did that. Also, check out our Discord in the link down below. Check out our merch at redbubble.com. Link is in the description below. And also check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash mindgetpodcast. This has been the announcements. Now back to published <laughs> authors, Doug now, and Justin. <laughs> let's go back to the show. Let's uh, go back to the beginning. A lot of good stuff to talk about uh, yeah. this week. We One got some, in particular is going to be fun because... Yeah. We grappled we grappled with this. Yeah. That's one way of saying it that's also very apropos of the topic that it is, grappling. Yes. So yes. we'll stop um, teasing that and we'll get to it all in due time. Um, wait, wait. We'll get to the butt in a second. Thank you. I, I was mean, not prepared with my soundboard at all, and I should I, be. That's all right. I, I, you, you got me okay. covered. All I got is, you know. Eh, there you go. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of farts, uh, did you see the new trailer for Napoleon? I did. Okay. Did you rewatch it? I did. Okay. What did you think? It's better when you don't watch it on Instagram. Unex- unexpectedly, right? Uh, yeah. Like I, who knew? Right. Yeah. Um, I maintain some of the same criticisms, Okay. but I will say that when, uh, having watched it, actually paying attention, full attention, giving it my full attention, and having it on a uh, you know on a larger screen with a better sound system, uh, it 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 piqued my interest. I'll say I'm okay. I'm definitely interested. I still maintain my uh, cautiousness around it because it it still feels like a it, it feels like a movie I didn't know we needed. One of those I'm like really okay we're gonna do a dramatic retell okay sure why not I just. It's not one that ever. When's the last Napoleon movie you've seen? You know, I mean, it had to be Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, right. And that was like early two thousands. You know, it's like twenty years ago. I think it's time for a remake. And I mean, look, if you can remake, Scott is doing it. All right. If you can remake stuff, uh, you know, within the within a a four year time span that we talked about previously, you can absolutely do it twenty years later. Absolutely. Um, no, I think the the big thing for me, and we talked about this off mic, but is when you've got and in in rewatching it, I don't even think Joaquin Phoenix is doing a British accent. He's just Joaquin Phoenix. He's not doing an accent at all. Which, He's doing a Joaquin Phoenix accent. He is. Yeah. He's like, what's your name? He's like Napoleon. <laughs> this is not okay. a costume. This, this is my is, uniform. This is my uniform. I think it's. I always get lost when it's supposed to be French. It's it's American people playing French people without doing any sort of accent. And I feel like Joaquin would be the type of person that could pull off a French accent if he worked on it. Probably. I just feels. 
it feels odd to me. And I know Ridley's, you said Ridley's done this. I haven't watched the, the last, what is it, The Last Duel? The Last Duel. Phenomenal. The Last Duel. I haven't, I haven't watched that, but you said that it was a very similar thing in that, right? Where Yes. It was, well, I want to back up real quick. If anyone isn't familiar with yes, it, there's sorry. a new we movie coming right out uh, called Napoleon, based on Napoleon Bonaparte. Joaquin Phoenix is playing the titular role, and it's directed by Ridley Scott. And it's essentially going to take a look at Napoleon and his rise to his Napoleonness. And uh, I'm excited about it because recently, within the last year or so, I finally learned about Napoleon. I remember like hearing about him in history class at this point decades ago, which is pretty fun to say. And um, you know, I haven't had any need to reference that knowledge. And at one point, I'm like, you know, Napoleon was a pretty big part of history. I don't remember anything that he's done. And then this podcast, uh, Real Dictators, uh, right. Did a whole series on him, and I'm like, awesome! I this is what I was looking for. I want to learn more about Napoleon, and that's a phenomenal podcast. You should check it out if you like history and dictators. It uh, you learn a lot of stuff, and they told the whole story. And I'm like, this is a fascinating dude. Like he did some very interesting stuff, um, and it's very interesting how it you know correlated with American history and everything that's going on in Europe and the idea of the French Revolution. And everything like that. It's fascinating how this guy, this is what I love about real dictators, is they take you through the story of how someone became who they were. Because it's always the humble origins. You're like, hmm, who would have thought that this person would go on to murder millions of people, you know, like as a dictator. Learning about, you know, Genghis Khan. You know, yeah. and what he did early on. You're like, oh, he was just a simple guy. And then, <laughs> or Stalin. He was a simple guy from a humble household who went on simple to... Simple man from simple beginnings. Yeah, right. And you're just He was like, an man. avid reader. So he always kept to himself, quiet But it type. is always fascinating to see how these guys ultimately turned. What was the tipping point for them? And what was the sure. catalyst for them to be like, I'm not putting up with this shit anymore, you right. know? And it's absolutely fascinating. And Bonaparte was no different. He was a very fascinating guy who just came to power and did some wild shit and... The rest of the world was like, nah, we don't want this. He's conquering too much shit. <laughs> I think maybe maybe my lack of, because uh, the same thing for me. I, I, I'm obviously, I'm aware of Napoleon. Sure. I have very surface level information about his history and how what role he played in history. <clears throat> but we never, you know, in, in school, we never dived, uh, similar to you probably, we never did a deep dive into like the the minute ramifications of everything that it was his life and how he came to power and what what you know everything that uh, his his reign uh, you know the ripple effect that it had across the globe so we we never got into all of that maybe my lack of information about Napoleon is playing into my lack of enthusiasm for this movie I, I don't know fair. what it is because some something about this movie just I watched the trailer and I all I could feel like was like overly dramatic for the sake of it Oscar bait I, it, something just felt off to me when I watched the trailer and I don't know what it was I think that's totally fair um, you know this could be any other historical figure that I've had no interest in yeah. I'd be like yeah who fucking cares I don't want to watch that movie. you know what I mean like yeah, yeah yeah I totally get it it's just for some reason I was like awesome Ridley Scott fantastic two I like Joaquin Phoenix three I have a mild interest in Napoleon right now I'm like this is cool like all those things like rang for me I was like awesome but, you know, I don't know, let's say it was, I don't know, a fucking uh, the, the conqueror of England. I don't know, whoever that guy was, you know, the, the dude that came in and conquered the people. 
and uh, you know, basically set up, you know, the first sort of Anglo-Saxon stuff. I'd be like, ah, I don't fucking care, you know. Like, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'd be like, I don't know. I was I was trying to think of the uh, main villain in Three Hundred, but I I biffed that. Oh, that's all uh, I could think of was Theseus, and I'm like, that's not it. God damn it! I was like, yeah. Per- I was like Persian. I'm like, no, right. he was Persian. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Xerxes. We'll figure it out. Xerxes. There you go. Xerxes. <clears throat> Look, it has all the more pieces. like jerks these cocks. Am I right? <laughs> Boom. This guy ah, nailed it. Ah, Boom. Fuck you, Xerxes. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, it's got the this Napoleon movie has all the all the right pieces in place. It's got, like you said, amazing director, fantastic lead actor and a fantastic supporting cast. It looks like it was shot really well. And, and it, it looks like it will have a lot of intrigue into it. But for I'm. You know what? Here's the thing. I am critical of this movie when the trailer comes out. You watch. This will end up being my favorite movie of all time. I'll watch this and I'm going to be like, I was so fucking wrong down the road. It's just one of those things where I I like Ridley Scott and what he's done with a lot of, you know, period pieces like with Gladiator, like with, you know, The Last Duel and even like American Gangster and stuff like that. He does a really good job. Alien, like telling a story. He does a phenomenal job. And... You know, interesting, going back to, like, the accent stuff, like, in The Last Duel, these are supposed to be French guys, you know, French historical figures doing with what they're doing, but they're obviously American actors. Right. And there'll be moments where they have to say a French word, and they're like, Jean de Carouge, you know, and they, like, really say it. Bleu. And the King Louis is a British actor. Okay. But, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I can suspend that, you know? Yeah, but when you yeah. when you called it out, I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, these really just aren't, you know. Because, listen, you don't have to be French to be playing a French person. Would it be a little no. more immersive if you, you know, threw a little bit of, uh, I was going to say English on it, you know, but, you know, like. Right. A little schmaz on it. A little, a little, a little yeah. Francaise, you know, if yeah. you will. Uh, <clears throat> sure, I guess, you know. And there have been plenty of movies in the past that I've watched and enjoyed where, where, you know, they haven't done the accent or it, it's been whatever. And I would also argue that better to do no accent and just play it straight and focus on the acting than to do a bad one and pull people out of it. Because we've yeah. also seen films where people have done god-awful accents and, you know, it is what it is. A la Russell Crowe in uh, Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah, I don't know what one. accent he was trying for there, but it didn't land yeah, quite. He seemed more, I don't know, man. I, look, for, for the record, I'm also not good at placing ac- accents. Yeah. But he seemed like he was doing a little bit of a boppity boopy, you know? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, Isn't it supposed to be Greek? I don't I know like, what this is. I don't, is. Know. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know the Greek <laughs> one too well, but, uh, yeah. you know. He sounded like Emerald Lagasse over here. What are you doing? Yeah, he's yeah. like, Hey, you're like a thunderbolt. I'll give you a thunderbolt. <laughs> you're not invited to the orgy. I'll not invite you to the orgy, okay? <laughs> Leave it alone. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm Zeus. Know? What are you doing breaking my hey, balls over why here? Why are you breaking Yo. my balls while you're there? Fun with God's. Hey, hey, step off my dick, you step know? Step off my nuts. Uh, yeah. To be also in Gladiator, they didn't do that Roman, is totally totally fair Roman accents. Imagine that, that they're like, "Hey, boppity boopy, hey, what you doing here, motherfucker? Get out of here!" Hey, it's Maximus Decimus Religious. I said his name <laughs> wrong. Religious. Ridiculous. Religious? <laughs> it's, is that that's a Harry Potter spell you just did? <laughs> Ridiculous. It's a cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. No, I uh, and that's that's a that's a very I'm the good... fucking general here. Hey, you killed my wife and my son, you piece of shit. 
I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm the. <laughs> Do it. Come on, Doug. General of the Legions of the North. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will exact my revenge in this life or the next fucking dick. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I'm fucking Maximus. I'm fucking Maximus I'm over the here. I'm Spaniard. Hey, Maro, what are you doing? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Why don't you have him kill Commodus, huh? <laughs> Fuck you! It's a fair point, Doug. <laughs> that movie didn't need the accents. And I don't know why that hung me up this time. Because, again, we've seen a lot of places that don't do them. And that's <sighs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I want to see Gladiator remake with bad New York Italian accents. I'd be, you know what? It sounds like something. Uh, I know uh, bad lip sync uh, already kind of has a corner in the market, but it sounds yeah. like something that you and I could do quite easily. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just it would saying, be if we bad wanted to. On my part, it'd be a bad yeah. performance, but it'd be fun, right? I, you know what? Maybe we, uh, maybe we think about that. Maybe we hey, release you a piece little, of uh, shit. Yeah. Sometimes the frost, sometimes the blade sticks. What are you gonna do, you fucking <laughs> prick? <laughs> you know the movie really I've well. I've seen this movie many times. <laughs> Jesus. You ain't lying. There's so many good lines, man. So many good lines. I love it, you know? Just New York, New York, New Jersey Italian. Hey, hey, hey. Fucking Maximus. <laughs> Over here. Over here. He's this fighting guy. the fucking tigers while fighting the guy with the mask with the tear on it. Oh. Anyway, he's describing exactly what we're seeing. He's fighting the guy with the mask with the tear on it. What's he doing? No, that's the oh. crowd. It's like, oh, what's going on over here? There's a tiger coming out of the ground. Holy shit. I know you've I don't know what accent you've changed into, but this no, it's just is angry, just different. angry crowd, you know? That's usually what I go to. <laughs> I lost oh it, my god! You know? I never had yeah. it to begin with. You know, you never. One might argue, Doug, that you never had it to begin with. Never had it to begin with. It yeah. was, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that movie's coming up. So, but up, up. I don't know if you saw this, but the trailer for um, Craven the Hunter that got released a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forgettable is the way I would describe that one. A classic Sony film slash trailer. Three minutes you know, long. I thought it was weird that they didn't do accents in this one. <laughs> right? You I'm know? so upset. Actually, yeah. Russell Crowe does do an accent in this one. He, well, I find it also interesting that Zeus and Quicksilver are, you know, like they, uh, these. We've, we've hit a point in Hollywood where every actor has now cycled through some realm of the superhero genre and now we've we've reached a point where they're starting to recycle themselves through in different roles you know i i think that is uh and i know chris evans did it a, a long time ago but it it it's becoming more and more prevalent and now in other movies when i see like oh there's you know elizabeth olsen and you know russell crowe in this other movie to go oh that was like it the 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 tendrils of the superhero universe are reaching so far now that every other movie out there is just a crossover event for me. The Marvel superhero hentai tentacles are in everybody's holes, I think it, is what you're saying. I, that's exactly what I was trying to say, and thank you for streamlining that. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Because yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson was kick-ass. Oh, he was, was kick-ass. I always forget about that. 
And now he, by the way, Kickass has not aged well. I just recently rewatched no. those. Good for I the gotta, time. I remember liking it back in the day, but yeah, not so much. I watched it and I was like, Ugh, okay. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and then he's now Craven the Hunter, yeah. which I don't know a lot about. But uh, I just trailer, know he's a nemesis to Spider-Man. That's all I know. It was a, I was going to say prequel, because I'm assuming he will be showing up somewhere else, but it's not a prequel. It's a, you know, origin story. And I just yeah. was like, <clears throat> they did not need to do a three minute trailer. When will Sony fucking learn that less is more? Yeah. Yeah. Less is more because they're like, nobody's going to see it, man. We got to let them know that this is worth seeing. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You can do less is more, man. Less is more. I do think, and I, maybe it's already been released. Uh, you know, I know for a while, I, I have not done the research to see if this is already broken news, and maybe I'm just behind the times, but with the end of that trailer, I'm wondering if they're going to try to revisit the Sinister Six because they introduced um, the Rhino in that. I don't know. You don't Seems think like they're to gonna me try? That they're just grasping at stuff. I think they would love to do Sinister Six, but I don't think they can. I don't think they can pull it off. You know, they well, kind of did they it, could... it in Spider-Man. You know, No Way Home. You got glimpses yeah. of these different, you know, yeah. villains kind of showing up. So we kind of got it, but Sony would be fucking stupid <laughs> to be like, hey. We're gonna do the fucking Sinister Six here, yeah! We well, got was the in- lizard, we got the vulture, we got fucking electrocution guy, we got you know fucking Green Goblin, you know, fucking Green Goblin, you know, we got it, you know, Doctor Octopus, hey, you know, I just like guys, like listen, I'm okay with standalone films, I guess, but yeah, I don't know, man, we're I, we're people really. Asking for this, I guess, in some respect, I, I know he's a kind of a beloved villain, but I don't know, man. It's just like I don't, I don't know if I need Craven the Hunter's origin story. <laughs> yeah, well, but, I, again, this is why I feel like they're because they're obviously trying to expand. The, originally, with the Andrew Garfield one, they they wanted to do the Sinister Six. That's why yes. at the end of the second one, Paul Giamatti shows up as the Rhino. Uh, that was such a shitty, oh, it was so shitty bad. job with the Rhino. Um, but I. Yeah, I, I know they're trying to expand on like they're they're really leaning in heavy to like look we've got the Spider Man universe and we are going to make the Spider Man universe and that's why they're you know uh, uh, what's the uh, Venom three is announced who was the uh, the big announcement that was going to be in Venom three um, no fucking clue I have not followed I do not follow Venom news uh, well it, it, there's rumors that Garfield and uh, that Andrew Garfield's going to show up. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Juno Temple, who plays uh, Keeley from um, Ted Lasso. She she signed up for, oh. the, for the movie. I thought Keeley looked familiar to me. I was like, oh, is that? Yeah, she was in uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises. She was played, she? Uh, yeah, she played a small role with uh, with Catwoman. She was the, the, the blonde-like prostitute in, in, in Thief. And Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I don't, I don't know that I would have put that together. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to go back yeah. and uh, rewatch this. I mean, you don't have to, but she's in it, so. Okay, anyway. I want that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Craven the Hunter looks like absolute yeah. dog shit. Um, I, yeah, I'd be curious to see how far they're looking to take this. How far Sony is looking to take this? 
as, you know, as, as I, far as they can get money to make up for Morbius. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, do you think this will be better or worse than Morbius? Did you watch Morbius? No. It was, make me. A, it was a travesty. I watched yeah. it and it was, it was rough. It was very, I, I'd have to be, you know, one of these days I'll probably check it out, but yeah. I would love to watch it with you. If you if you guys make another trip up here, see the house, stay over. I feel like some night we got to do a, a movie night, and I would I love will, to watch that. Under just, those conditions, I would watch it. I, I would love to tear it apart together because that is just that's a rough fucking movie. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Issues. I'd like to think it'd be better than that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think what they were trying to do with the trailer was like check out all this blood and violence, man. Yeah. It's cool. He's oh yeah, because they're going R rated you know? with it. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is going to be interesting because I feel like the success of the Deadpool movies have really cracked open. It's really made people go, okay, we've, we've positioned correctly. I mean, this Logan as well. Logan just as well. And Lo- yeah, well, well, Logan really cracked it open because that came out before Deadpool 1, right? I don't remember. But both of Deadpool. them together... Like No, Deadpool came out in 2016, I think. Logan came out in 17. But they were, they were right in line with each other. Yeah. And, um, and then... Uh, the yeah. Suicide Squad also R-rated did phenomenal. You know, yes. it was a really solid flick. Like, there's a way to do it and do it <clears> right. Is. And I think it takes the right um, property to mm-hmm. to do that and pull it off. Because also, like, take for example, like Deadpool and the Suicide Squad are kind of in the same vein of like, there's a lot of humor in it, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. and, and excessive violence. You know, for the sake of it, Logan was much more serious, right? But the violence I felt like necessitated, you know, the stakes and everything, and it amped everything up. You wouldn't necessarily want to do that for a straight up X Men movie, you know. You don't want to see Cyclops, no, no. you know, blowing people up with his eyes, and well, you know, I kind of do, but yeah. You know? But for the for the general marketing and making your money back, yeah. no. Old yeah, Man no. Logan definitely you needed. It was the it was the Wolverine that we needed to see because yeah. Wolverine by his by his nature is a very violent individual. Yeah. He is you know, known to go into fits of wild rage. And so like to yeah. see him unleashed and, and able to just go fucking ham was what, and especially with the old man Logan where he'd just seen it all and he'd had enough done is done. That was, that well, was a nice, beautiful payoff. What I loved is the opening to Logan, just him ripping to shreds. Some guys that were trying to steal his hubcaps, yeah. you know, and you're like, all right, uh, here we are. <laughs> We're setting the tone like, yeah. you know, this shit's going to happen. He's going to yeah. slice and dice people up. It's cool. You know, like, all right, it's cool. Well, sp- speaking of Logan, speaking mm-hmm. of Wolverine. Yeah. We got speaking we would of- be re- we would be remiss if we did not touch on the set photo that was released. <sighs> Deadpool three. It was a good one. Got me she, going. Got me all excited in for, my, my nethers. She pulled up for you, the, the people pulling that up here. So. <clears throat> so for those who don't know, uh, if you've been, uh, if you don't follow nerd news or you've been hiding under a rock, uh, there was a Deadpool three teaser image released. It shows Deadpool and Wolverine walking through what seems to be the desert or some rocky terrain, and Wolverine is wearing the closest thing that we've yet seen him wear to the 1990s, uh, the original, his original costume. Uh, and the one that most people know him from from the '90s cartoon, um, it's it is slightly different, but it 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 looks pretty damn good. Uh, I gotta say. Now, the only thing that I'll say is, I could see Ryan Reynolds fucking with the audience. This would be a very Deadpool Ryan Reynolds thing to do 
is to release this and then this is absolutely not what he's wearing in the film. Just to drum yeah. up buzz like it's doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think? Are you are you down for this? Is it too cartoony for you? Or, or maybe do we need the context of the film and it will make total sense once I'm, it's in I don't there. know. Part of me thinks that this is like a joke scene from the movie, like where he, he gets Wolverine to wear this and then like, you know. Wolverine's like, I'm not wearing this shit. He's talking shit to him, you know, about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. God damn it. This is the only thing I have to wear, you know, and it just cuts away to it. I mean, right. I don't care. I mean, listen, I'm just thrilled. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me because Hugh Jackman was straight up like, I'm not playing Wolverine anymore. Yeah. I'm done. I'm over. Logan was my magnum opus, and it was a great way to end it out. And the fact that Ryan Reynolds was able to convince him to come back for Slowly Deadpool 3. Slowly break him down year after year. And the announcement for it, of course, was fantastic. Just Stunning. You know, him talking about it, and then just Hugh Jackman walking by in the background, walking up the stairs. He's like, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? He's like, <laughs> all right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> And then like, look back to the camera with that Ryan Reynolds like kind of shit eating grin like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm very excited I could I could easily see that too where he's like you know he can talk him back into coming out of retirement or something and he's just like and I got you a suit you know yes. and, and then it's yeah like <laughs> begrudgingly has to wear this suit or something yeah um, it's yeah. Yeah, I'm I, looking forward to it. I, I think it'll be fun. I I, th- I remember seeing the first Deadpool was the last movie that Joe and I saw before Natalie was born. Oh, okay. Because it came out on Valentine's Day, uh, 2016, yep. and Natalie was born uh, basically 11 days later. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, so that was like our last our last uh, thing. And then I saw Deadpool Tool Two, which I thought was good, but uh, I haven't seen it again since. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd like to go back and rewatch it. I've uh, watched it a few times, and I to yeah. personally, I think it holds up. I think it, yeah. I think it it is right in line. There's something about the original Deadpool that's just it was it was a lightning in the bottle, but he really yeah. did a good job with two. I think. Well, the thing I like about what he did with both movies is there's heart yeah, in it. Right. Like there's stories right. about it. You know, the first one's about love, second one's about family. You know, and he weaves that in with the you know the bonkersness that is Deadpool, which is right. which is a really great thing. Like when that heart really comes through it really comes through which is pretty cool so it does I really yeah do like that so i'll be curious I, to see what this one's about in the second one that where he kept going down and and seeing his his uh wife Beloved. in the love yeah it, going down and seeing her and not being able to get to her when when reynolds actually puts it on as wade it was i was like yeah this is all right it hit me in the feels a little bit yeah, yeah. it got it got me now the other exciting things the other couple exciting announcements are and again, I would cringe at this if it wasn't in the hands of Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds. Is they're bringing back Jennifer Gardner as Electra, and I, I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, I am here for it. Because the way I look at it is, you know, I never saw that movie. Don't intend on seeing it. No, that one I did not because I um, knew it was a stinker. Um, but the idea is that I know that they'll uh, they'll treat her right. They'll do it right. You know, she's yep. not necessarily going to be like the butt of the joke. I mean, if she is, it'll be because she's on board with it. You know, Exactly. Yeah. Like they're there. It's almost like certain people get to come back for like retribution because even in he made fun of himself with the Green Lantern in yeah. the first one where he timed or sorry, second one. He time traveled back and corrected all the mistakes. He he murdered the original Deadpool in uh, Wolverine Origins. Yeah. He murdered himself reading the Green Lantern uh, script. So he, they really. So I'm. There's a good chance that he brings her back, and she gets some sort of redemption for the, 
the yeah. shit movie that she was forced to be in. And I think yeah. that's that's wonderful. The other news that I heard was that it's rumored, and it's not been confirmed as far as I know, but it's rumored that the Scarlet Witch is going to be in this. That would be interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> I, I could see Marvel wanting to do like, here's our official, truly official tie-in with properties that we've brought in. We're, we're bringing them together, fully bringing them together now. Um, but I don't know how they're going to weave her in or how that would look. Nor do I. But but there is there is rumors that that she's been seen that Elizabeth Olsen's been seen around set. So interesting. We'll see. That just gets me salivating for what what else now that he's truly folded in to, to the MCU. Yeah. What stops are they going to pull out? Because these guys well, dude, don't apologize. He, he should be the king of cameos. Yes, like, he should be the new yes. Stan Lee. In all the movies where he just is there, like I would one love way, shape, that. or other. just like it's like, oh, of course, Deadpool's there, you know, right. like <laughs> just amazing. doing something, you know. It doesn't have yeah. to speak. He's just no. back there doing something, like humping a unicorn or whatever. Right. Like, he could just, just be know. walking through the kitchen eating a chimichanga, or whatever. Exactly. It is. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, flips off the camera and then keeps on walking. You know. Right. Just exactly. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm excited for uh, that's supposed to. I think it's uh, dropping May third, twenty twenty four. All right, so, nice. Okay. Got a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, plenty of time to get there. That's exciting. I don't know what I, that didn't make sense, but you know what I mean by that. Plenty of time. Plenty we got a little bit there. of time, but plenty of time to get there. That's, I'm, you, you know, know what I'm saying? sticking with it. It sounds like a John Madden quote <laughs> or a John Cochran <laughs> quote. <laughs> like, what? I want that to sound profound, but it sounds stupid, <laughs> sir. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I just want to, did I see this right here? Did I? Did I? Did I? see it? Oh, I don't know if this is... In theory, Loki might also show up. Hmm. All right. Keep your rumors to yourself. I'm just saying there's a lot Keep of, there's a lot yourself, of buzz sir. circulating. You don't want to hear you it. Better. You don't want to hear this. Yeah, I don't want to hear the truth. Okay, fine. Not, I won't. I won't let you know the truth. I'm not here for the truth. All right. It's time now. <laughs> We got to talk about. All right, we did it. We danced around it enough. We danced around it. We we talked about the cool stuff we were talking about. All right, so Justin and I did a thing, and the thing didn't work out the way that we wanted it to. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I still think it's funny, and we want to share with all of you what happened. So, allow me to provide some backstory, please. Um, so when my brother came to visit, we were staying up, just have shooting the shit, whatever. I asked him about a friend of his, an old roommate. I was like, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to do this for you real quick. Hold on. Give me one second. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say put a pin in that. Save that for a little bit later. (laughs) But hey, spoiler alert. Something fun's going to happen. So I've asked my brother about a friend, a roommate, former roommate of his. I'm like, hey, how's that person doing? He's like, oh, you know, he's married. He lives here. And he's married to... Uh, a woman who's like a novelist. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, actually, she does uh, she does romance novels. And I was like, hmm, that's wild. It's like, that's got to be pretty interesting. You know, that's a skill. He's like, she's written probably like 20, 20 of them. I'm like, whoa, well, that's pretty wild, you know? And then for some reason, we got on the topic of like, he asked a question, which was, is there like a creative and artful and romantic way to describe an anal sex scene? You know, he's like, can you do it? And we started like trying to do it, you know, like what's because there's all these fluffy ways of describing, you know, 
you know, regular sex and, mm-hmm. you know, he takes his member, his engorged member and puts it into her flower palace and, you know, they right. scream to the heavens and whatever. It's like, oh, there's a lot of ways where, you know, you can kind of go around. It's like, but how do you be like, you know, and then he put it in her butt, you know, like how does, how do you get, how do you get there? And I was like looking up stuff. I'm like how to write, you know, anal sex scenes. and, so, and In incognito mode because you don't in, want, in you don't want your mode. search. Yeah. You don't right. want Google being like, oh, you want ads on this? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was uh, it was one of those things where it's like I couldn't even get a, a good straight answer on the Internet of like people who were trying. They were asking for help to like, listen, I'm trying to write a gay sex scene or like an anal sex scene. I'm not into anal. I've never done it. How do I write it? Like they were just like someone's just like literally just asking, like, I, I want to be respectful, but I don't know how to write this. But I couldn't f- really find anything. So he's my brother's like, that's something you should bring up on the podcast. And I was like, I should bring that up on the podcast. So in a pre-production meeting, I went to Justin. I was like, dude, isn't this funny? And you're like, that is funny. You know, like what was your initial response yeah. to it when I told you? I don't want to speak I was like, for you. Oh, my God. I I feel like I need to try writing a scene now. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. That is what we should do. We should try to write a romantic anal sex scene. And I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to write one and then I'm going to send it to you. And you're going to read it on the podcast, and you write one, send it to me. We won't look at it, and we'll both read them on the podcast. And we went for a production. We met for our pre production meeting. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this. You're like, <laughs> you're expressing some doubts. You're like, um, yeah. you know, I, this, this doesn't feel right. You know, it doesn't feel like, it feels like this could go wrong for some reason or whatever. And I was like, I mean, it'll be funny. We're going to be reading this stuff. We're going to try stuff and put our creativity to work. It'll be great. And you're like, mm, okay. So day goes on and I commit a good 20 minutes to mine. We're like, hey, we're not writing a whole story, but like, you know what? A couple paragraphs. And yeah. I truly committed to it and I spent some time on it. And then I went and had some lunch and I went on a walk with Jill. I brought it up to Jill and she goes, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't think this is funny. Right. And I was like kind of heartbroken. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I just, you know, do you want to run the risk of being misunderstood here? Like, I, I know I know you. I know your intentions. She's like, yeah. but what if you get this wrong? Is this <laughs> is the joke good enough? Is it going to be worth it? And we've talked about this many times before is that there's no bad joke as, or there's nothing off limits if the joke is good enough. She literally said that on our on our yep. walk as we were walking, and I started getting in my head. I was like, "Oh man, yeah, is this is this really what we want to do?" <laughs> and then, like an hour before we recorded, Justin's like, "Hey man, I've been trying to write this, and I don't know, man, this just feels weird." <laughs> yeah, I think I said, "I was like, my spidey senses are up on this one, man." <laughs> yeah, and, and I was and like, "Hey, to be clear, in the four hundred and four episodes that we've done, mm-hmm. there have been." I could count on one hand how many times you or I have said second thoughts. Yeah. Doesn't happen often. Usually our yeah. instincts are pretty good or we're both very comfortable committing to whatever the bit is. Right. Very, very, very infrequently does that do one of does one of us pull that card. Yeah. And I was, you know, and you said that to me and I wrote back. I was like, listen, man, we can abandon this. Like, it's fine. Like, we don't, if you're feeling icky about it, then let's just, yeah. let's just not do it. And I started cooking dinner 
And I was like, all right, well, that's one less thing. It's no big deal. We'll be all right. And I started cooking dinner and I just started laughing hysterically to myself because I go, I turned to Jill. She goes, she goes, why are you laughing? I go, I, I know the joke now. She's like, what do you mean? I go, we're not going to do the thing we're going to do. But do you realize what Jess and I just did? We just wrote each other erotic butt sex fanfic and sent it to each other. As thinking that it was going to be a joke. We're going to read it because you read it and you're like, I just don't think this is funny. I just wrote like a, a butt sex scene. And I was like, I realized I got way too into it. You did. And Yours is so long. It's so long. I'm way too into it. And I was like, I, I got done. I read it again. I'm like, this isn't funny at all. This is just a butt sex scene. Like, this is just erotic. It's just erotic fan fiction. I'm like, we just wrote each other like erotic butt sex love yeah. letters to each other. And we're like, ha, we, isn't that funny? We just took our friendship to a whole new weird level. That's what Jill said. She goes, I think you guys leveled up in a weird way. And I'm like, I think you're right. I yeah, think you're not wrong. I think, uh, I think we leveled up. Congrats. I'm glad we're here. You too. <laughs> yeah, man. We did it. Yeah. It was. We, hey, took us took us a while, but man, I knew we would get there eventually. I knew we'd get to the point where we'd start sending each other fan, erotic fiction. I, yeah. That, it was inevitable, but it was, yeah. was going to come. The time was going to come. Just See, like in, in my mind, there was something funny in here. Yeah. Well, I, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. All right. Because the concept of this is funny, but. You kind of articulated this way instead of chill where it's like, hey, this is something funny you talk out loud to, to your best friends about. Yeah. You don't necessarily get on a podcast and try to, you know, yeah. figure out how to write a romantic butt sex scene. Well, that's yeah. I was like, this is this is one of those things that if you yeah, you and I were hanging out, we we're cooking dinner and we were just bullshitting back and forth like your brother and you did. You're yeah. like, oh, that's a funny, weird stuff. Let's just improv this in yeah. the moment off the top of our heads and just. Let's run with this for a little bit. Okay, that was funny. Well, let's move on. Um, but yeah, like I think my 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 big point was like, hey, look, you know, Tom Segura can do stuff like this because a he's a professional comedian and he's very funny. He knows exactly what his voice is, and he's got rabid fans that will listen to anything he does and love it. Uh, and he doesn't need you know to save face online in in the world. I said, you and I still have day jobs. Yeah, and there might be a line that we're close to crossing with this one. Yeah, which is just um, awkward, you know. I still stand by. I don't know if we. I don't know what line we would cross, but it wasn't going to do what I thought it was going to do. That, yes, uh, yeah. I'm not saying crossing a line in this. I'm just saying crossing a line in that. No, I feel like you people and Jill might look both at us said the same thing. Like this might mess you up. I'm like, I don't know how, but yeah. it got in my head. Like, but I'm like, I don't know how, but maybe it, it will, and I just don't see it. Yeah, you know, and. It's, it's it's a good thing that two people called it out because usually yeah. if two people can call out the same thing independently of each other, yeah, there's some validity there. Yeah, because I was like, this is this is yeah. so funny, and then I like when I thought about it, I'm like, I just wrote Justin a sex scene just because I was like, hey, we did it, man, we well, we and, did it, and it got to the point where before hitting record on this, I was like, well, let me read through yours real quick. You're like, you don't need to do that right now. Like, like, you really don't even want me to read it while, to. While, while we're looking at it. I almost took it out of the folder so you couldn't read it because I was like, 
I went a little too hardcore with this. If you want to check this out, subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash MyCap. There you go. How about that? If you we'll monetize the, it that way. You the know? $10 tier. We'll put a $10 tier, and that is uh, erotic stories uh, from the mind of my You get Gap. one. You get one from Justin and one from me. There that's you go. You yeah. Get. And that's that's that ten dollars for one month will buy you a, a story and you from can, each. You can cancel your sub after that, but you yeah. can have access to it. Absolutely, yeah. It's on. It's it's on you. <laughs> I was just a, that was a classic thing where I was like, oh, there's something really funny here, and right. then I was like, oh wait, maybe not. Oh wait, yeah, I made it funny by doing something stupid. Fantastic, <laughs> you know. Ta da! Yeah. Ta da! Because it got me thinking about some like when I was back in Second City where um, this stuff, I was talking to Joel about this. Like, I think this kind of stuff is important, you know, particularly butt sex. It's really important. No. Yeah. Um, it's important to be able to try stuff creatively and comedically, mm-hmm. fail, and then build on that and f- dig through it and find the funny stuff. Yeah. Because there is some funny stuff there, but some of the stuff requires extremely accurate fine tuning. Right. To hit your shot and accurately hit your target. Right. And I thought of a sketch I wrote in writing two, which as I because what you do in that class is you write sketches and you come back and you read them to the entire class. And Mm -hmm. like before it was my turn, I looked down on my sketch, I was like Oh no, I messed this up. I don't want to read this. And can I, I like, can I ask what it is? What it was? I mean, I'll tell. I, I don't remember all the details of sure, it. Sure, yeah. But Jessica Mitlow was the teacher, our okay. beloved very first teacher. And I was like looking down at this, and I looked back up at her, and she's like, "All right, Doug." I go, "I don't want to read it." She goes, "Why not?" I was like, "I messed this up. I didn't." I don't think I don't think is I don't I don't I don't feel good about this. She goes, well, we'll just let's just go ahead and read it. And uh, she made you and, do it. And I was like, <sighs> I'm like, my heart's not in it, but I'll read it. It was supposed to be like a blackout sketch, <clears throat> and I think it was something along the lines of it was an interview between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, like this is you know the idea was like to it was it was it wasn't good. All right, I just can't I can't preface this enough. It's the idea to to maybe. Think, oh, this is a woman interviewing for a job. It's going really well. Great. I think you're fantastic. Cool. Well, um, you know, the the the, the polls out there, uh, you start in five minutes. I think it'll be great for the job. It's essentially like a stripper interviewing. Oh, no. The guy's like, I think it'll be great at big boob bazongas or whatever. Like, that was like the punchline of the oh, blackout. No. Yeah. You know? And it was so level two writing, just, you know, whatever. And, and she was just very, she was so sweet. She goes, um, I think that's punching down. I think, uh. <laughs> I think you should take another stab at that. And, and I was like, I was like, yes. I was like, I just like sped red. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, my intention was good, but the outcome needed work. Because <laughs> I understood the formula. I didn't execute it very well. <laughs> sure. Point, point of view might have been lacking. Yes. We can say, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty remedial comedy. <coughs> um for that sort of stuff. But I yeah. remember being like, there's probably something funny in there and I need a couple more rewrites to uh, find, <laughs> find it was, but you need to be able to have those things where it's like, yeah, my intention wasn't to be a sexist asshole. You know, it was yeah. just like, Oh, this is a funny joke. You think it's actually like a legit, you know, sort of corporate job, but it's right. actually for a stripper. There's a misdirect in it. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, we could probably do better. You know, right. like we could exactly. find yeah. a way to, you know. Well, and without making the mistakes, there's no way. And the thing is, you, you, after you wrote it, after you had time to sit and think about it and reflect, you're like, ah, fuck this. I see, I very much see the flaw in this. Mm-hmm. And to be able to identify that you were like, nah, this is wrong. And I want to go back and try again. Like, th- that's the, you wouldn't have gotten there had you never been able to, to, to fart out that first draft. You know, and, and yeah. that would never, you would never have, you would never have been able to have the revelation and then be able to reapproach it and then do it again and again and again and again and again, trying to carve away all yeah. the garbage to get to the gold. And yeah. that, like you said, I, you need to be able to make those mistakes. Yeah. I had another one that Jessica helped me out a lot on, which was actually just a, a really great fix. I had this idea of uh, a sketch where a guy, is invited to a like a movie club party mm-hmm. where it's a bunch of like hoity toity like ladies who are like really just up their own asses like with how they sort of uh you know uh, view cinema sure and yeah, yeah they pretentious were they were going and, yeah yeah very pretentious and they're the book club the, the video movie club thing was uh, American Psycho and I okay. had read at the time that a lot of people misinterpreted the point of that book and the movie. Okay. And the idea that people are like, oh, this is misogynistic and it's all stuff. And it's actually not. It's a critique. It's actually a much deeper critique of a lot of different things of capitalism and all sure. this sort of stuff. And, uh, and I had one of the, the female characters being like, you know, this, she was like really applying to like, oh, this is misogynistic. This is that. And the guy was like, mm, um, actually, he's doing, um, actually through that. And Jessica's like, you know, that can come off as really, you know, like mansplaining. Right. And I was like, Oh fuck! Yep, you're right. It is. She goes. What if you swap the genders? And Absolutely. Like, oh. So it was. I changed it to it was a female coming to this party with a bunch of pretentious dudes, which worked infinitely better. Absolutely, yeah. And these guys, which I thought even worked more because you could see these guys kind of like being white knights, being like, "This is so misogynistic," and yeah. having the female character be actually be like, "Well, actually, it's not." It's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's also mansplaining, you know. Like, yep, yep. She, so he's mansplaining, actually, mansplaining misogyny to her, and then yeah. she's actually coming out on top with the with the uh, highly educated critique of the yeah. yeah. And I was like, that was such a great note that completely flipped it on its yeah. head that I was like. <clears throat> that's the shit that I was missing. I was like, I, I had this idea, but there were some very key details right. that just made it, it, it turned it up to the next level that I was like, fuck, I didn't see that. And I always, it was very helpful. One of the, one of the best notes or what, and lessons. And I, I'm wondering now, because you got that note, I'm wondering if this is just a general lesson that gets taught at a certain stage in writing at second city, but is swap the genders. Like if, yeah. like, and I, I blew my mind when they said it, but they're like, you know, Typically, you know, guys will write for guys and girls will write for girls. But a lot of times girls just in order to fit the mold of what people are looking for, will write male characters. So, uh, again, even in in females writing, because they're trying because society has conditioned them, they will in more roles get written about males and this and that. And they're like, so if you've got something that has two genders, swap the roles and see if it still works. If it still works, then funny is funny. You know, yeah. and if it doesn't work when you swap the roles, then there's a problem with the writing. And I was yeah. like, that's a really cool litmus test for, you know, and also it then a lot of the times you swap those roles. Sometimes it's funnier. And now you've got a female in the lead. And it's just it, it was just an interesting uh, mental exercise that 
I hadn't considered before. So now when I'm writing, one of my favorite things is swapping swapping the genders and saying, okay, if this scene was reversed, what would this look like? You know, or mm-hmm. like Love and Improv came, we could have easily written that about three dude improv improvisers. And mm-hmm. we swapped it. We were like, nah, this is a much more interesting story if it comes from three females because it, it provides a much deeper uh, level of um, there's there's higher highs and, and lower lows and a lot more that we can explore in that realm. Even though it was two dudes writing it, like it, it was even more interesting for us to to write in that capacity. So I think that's a very cool note to get of like, well, try swapping the genders and see how that works. And you're like, a lot of that I think deals with unconscious bias. Like we don't think about that stuff. And and again, I don't think it's ill intent. No, no, no. It's societal conditioning. I mean, yeah, it's something where we're like, Oh shit. We don't realize that we're perpetuating, you know, some bad shit, you know, in this sort of stuff. So that was a, that was one of those things where I'm like, it's embarrassing for me to talk about because I'm yeah. like, God, I completely fucked that up. But it got me thinking about that moving forward where like, I really needed that note to help me uh, get yeah. through that. So uh, what I'm trying to say is to you and Jill, thank you for the notes. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm glad we wrote each other erotic, you know, butt sex fan fiction. That was really, that was really fun. You know, good times. I can't good wait to see what fun. we write each other next. Right. Personally, I'm very excited to see uh, how how much deeper, pun intended, we can go. Well, well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we've known each other for what, almost what, 11 years? We met in Uh, 2012? No, we met in 2011. No, you're right. 2012. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I guess that is the 11 year friend anniversary is erotic fan fiction. That's true. First year is paper. Second year is wood. Third year is uh, plastic. Uh, Fourth year is French onion dip. Fifth year. Fifth year is Coke Zeros. It's Coke Zeros. Yep. Sixth year is pepperoni and olive, green olive pizza. Eighth Uh, year is uh, 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 glazed hot dogs. Yep. Ninth year is uh, uh, podcasts, audio. Tenth year. Oatmeal cream pies that get stolen by the cleaning staff. And then year 11 is erotic butt fiction. Erotic butt fiction. I got, I got it jumbled in my mouth. Erotic, erotic butt fucking. Erotic butt fiction. That's it. Erotic butt fiction. Oh, oh. Can't wait for 12. Yeah. Man, it only gets better from here, man. Like, right. That was a big jump from 10 to 11. You know, 12's finger blasting. So get, get ready. I feel like we should have been the other way around, but you know, whatever. You know. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh man. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, yeah. Where do we go oh. from here? Yeah. Right. Where, where Where do we go from here? Do we want to? Um, let's talk about this uh, new design for a, for an airplane. That this seems right. Since we're since we're around the butt area. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's talk about this. So yeah. this is a couple weeks old. This came out in this article from Lad Bubble on uh, June seventh. But I've definitely been meaning to talk about this because there is a you know um, a new seating design for airliners, and to say it has um, a mixed reaction, I think is a bit of an understatement. Let me putting that lightly. So yeah. it's like a double decker design, um, where so. This doesn't actually have two floors. It essentially has like seats that are elevated and seats that kind of fit underneath them. Now, I will say this. Think bunk beds for seats. Yes. On paper, this kind of makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. Kind From of. From a space-saving standpoint, I get it. I get where they were going. Yes. But there's and a very significant like, flaw. <laughs> potentially also more legroom, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Like, but also, how much legroom are we talking there? It, will someone who's six foot three be able to sit where this lady is and extend their legs comfortably? You know, well, I don't know if they'll be able to extend them all the way out, Doug. But I think for yeah. sure you'll be able to extend them much further than you normally could. I, you know what yes. I think? Yeah, you'll you'll be able. Looks like you could even there's enough room there to maybe cross your leg. You know? Yeah. And you know, if someone's elevated, you know, I don't know. Like there's there's I don't know. You know it also saves, w- if you want to lean your seat back, it also saves right. you from leaning back into someone because you've got an elevation. So, again, just to describe this for those listening and not watching. First off, what are you doing? Watch us. Yeah. But uh, it is, yeah, so there's someone sitting and then basically elevated what would be on their lap, but about three feet up is another, or maybe, yeah, three feet up is like the platform and then another two or three feet is the is the actual seat. So it's staggered forward, uh, almost like if you would stack a chair in gym class. Yeah. If you stacked a chair in gym class and then you just put about five feet of separation in between those chairs, that's the same configuration that we're looking at here. Yeah. And again, like I I welcome these attempts of design. I think it's, sure. it's interesting. But a couple concerns. Mm-hmm. Number one, for the people on the bottom row. Yes. I feel like there's an opportunity to get your legs broken in the event of, you know, turbulence or an emergency or, you know. That's a really good, that's a very, that's not a concern that I thought we were going to start with, but uh, we'll I. Get to the, that we'll is, get to the, the, the button a second. You know? I, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a very real concern. I didn't think about that. Yes. If some engineering wise, if something goes wrong. Plane crashes. Well, plane crashes. You got other issues, but yes, there is. There's a lot of potential issues with uh, with kneecaps and the way legs bend here. Yeah, I think the main issue that you're referencing here is that if you're sitting on the bottom, and there's someone who's elevated above you, you're right at their butt level. Right, you're in what we call the fart pocket. That's right, because um, I mean you're staring right at someone's like the butt of their chair. Yeah. And I've seen other people talking about it, but basically you'll be eating farts the whole trip. Yeah. Now, again, I would strongly recommend to to look this up. You can just uh, look up double decker plane seat or again, you can go seek out the YouTube version of this show. Uh, But in this article, there is there is one and it's the uh, one, two, three. It's the third picture down. You can very clearly see the illustration of how close this young lady's face is to the young man's tuchus above her. Yeah. And you it's, know, uh, just based on his face, he is about to let one rip. Yeah. You know it. Also, I have no doubt that they specifically chose this woman to be in this picture because she has to be short. She oh, 100%. Be, yes. has to be like, oh, hey, you're a, you're a little lady. Why don't you just join us so you can see how comfortable you are. Right. Look this- at all the room she has. It's like, yeah, how tall are you? I would I would also say the very first Well, I guess the very first picture is just a split image of the subsequent two. Yes. But so the one where you can see her sitting, you know, in the fart pocket, there's a lot of space between her and the guy in uh, the the chair in front. Yeah. That's that's the uh is it the chase lounge? The one that's yeah. the uh airy um or the air 
3D seat map, um, there's no sp- like you are right up against that. Well, here's the thing: there's no in, space there in the, in the one where she's in the fart pocket. That does not look like the seat is reclined. Where the one where she has her legs extended, that one looks like the seat has gone down a little bit. Do you see? What oh, I'm you know what? Hold on. If you look at the, I take it back. If you look at the captions, it says the mm-hmm. old design of the seating arrangement. Oh, what? A new seat design. Oh, so the updated one. Well, then how come we can't see it? Well, they don't show you the rest of it. Right. Where's her legs? <laughs> she ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Again, no accents in that movie. Right. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. Should have been all Australian accents. So are so are we are we meant to believe now? This is a whole new thing on it. So we are meant to believe now that that first design, which was like way too close, now there's yeah. like more room. It it appears that way in the second one at least. It appears the updated design. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me just look at this double decker airline seat. It's, ah, here you go. Here you go. If you search double-decker airplane seat. Oh, this is a great one. This is on CNN. Here, hold on. I'm gonna, I am gonna. don't know if I can send you. Did you just search it? I did. You go to images, and that first one, it shows three people. Oh. Still, look, oh, so here's this the thing. Is, so this is the actual, okay, they cropped yes, this one. They did, but here's the thing. It still suffers from the same potential issue. I don't know, man. You're still in that fart fart, pocket. You are in the fart pocket. There's no. I'm sorry. That I'm never going to get over that. That is the that is the biggest flaw of this. Now your legs look like they're comfortable and they're okay, but you are going to be fucking sniffing farts the whole time. Justin. Yeah. Aren't aren't you already sniffing farts? Well, if you're on a plane, yes, I suppose that's true. But it's recycled air, baby. Now, now, man, it's more concentrated. That air doesn't get a chance to get recycled. That air is going right in your face. That's fart face. I like the one in the back. The one in the back is the prime seat, man. Right? Because you can fart all day long and no one's going to... You don't have to feel bad and you don't have to be the victim. Wait, you feel bad when you fart on a plane? On someone. Like yeah. if I was that dude sitting in the front, I the whole time I'd be like, I feel really bad for this girl behind me. I'd be like, listen, it's no different than if you were elevated or not. You're still farting into the into the sea of air. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not farting into someone's face directly. You're not. There's a filter there. You show me. It, what, I'm sorry. Did you look at the specs? Did you? Is there is there a fart filter in that seat? There's Doug? literally <laughs> a seat there with fabric and cotton and cushion and stuff like that. It's not like she's. He's just like there's a flap that opens like old timey underwear. And he just, <laughs> just puts her mouth up to it like the human centipede and swallows a fart. There's all a barrier I'm, there. All I'm saying, Doug, if given... There's no different than that right here than on a regular plane if you fart and the air gets recycled. Oh, hard disagree on that. I hard disagree. Look, here's the thing. We're going to put it out to the masses, okay? You tell us, do you think that this seating arrangement is worse for fart consumption than the normal, <laughs> than the regular seating arrangement on a on the current seating arrangement, traditional seating arrangement on an airplane, is this better or worse or neutral for fart consumption? I put it to the audience. For fart consumption. <laughs> I say this. I'd give this a try. Involuntary fart consumption. I'd give this a try. 
Well, here's a here's okay. I'm sorry. Now we're let's let's dive into this. Can you go back to the so on Google? You typed in double decker airplane seat. Yeah. Okay. And you went to the images. There's a few more mm-hmm. I'd like to see. Get your thoughts on. Okay. All right. So uh, do you see the one from Travel and Leisure? Should be first yes. row. What do you think about this? This is like your own little pods. Ooh. It's like an advanced version of this. I don't know if this is first class. How are you feeling it's about that? It's not real. That? These are all Photoshop. That's how I feel about it. It's but concept art, but yeah. like Don't talk down to me, Justin. This has fart filters baked in. You know it does. Each one of these, different than the other one. Each one of these pods is specially concentrated with its own fart filter. This actually 3M. looks a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of the Metra. I Chicago. could totally see that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I see, especially the guy in the top deck area. You yeah, know? in the upper decker, if you will. The upper, he's, he's he's up there just doing an upper decker. Uh, this would look, be amazing, but it's just not profitable for airlines. This is so impractical, and I yeah. do think that yeah, this would be on one of those like super long flights, that yeah. the super bougie long flights. The other one that I want to take a look. Super bougie long. <laughs> what's a yeah. super bougie long flight? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, what is that? Qatar Air? They have like the $28,000, uh, you know, the bougie flights you get that are really long. You know what I'm talking about. Audience you gets know what I'm it. talking about. Uh, Audience scroll down it. a little bit. Go to the one that's the Matador Network. And it's uh, they're sitting in orange seats. This looks like my nightmare on a plane. Oh, boy. Like I would hate, hate this seating setup. Ugh. Isn't that just the worst? I think it's the plexiglass, and you're going to be like, if you're the guy that's front and center here, you just can like turn your head slightly and be like, hi. That's what like I'm saying. Breathe, <laughs> breathe on the window and then like draw a heart. You know? Yeah, it's no good. You're just going to turn left to right, and you're like, I don't like the fact that we're also, all... Also, this, this concept art is really messed up because the guy that's to his left, like the body looks so strange. The one with this, not- in the thinking position? Yeah, just just to his left, like the body that's in there that does not. Oh, looks you're off. saying the guy, the guy t- that's turned. Yeah, it's like yeah. His, his back's to us. Like his head doesn't look like it's positioned <laughs> in the right spot. Yeah, he's definitely. See, that's what it is. He's lifting a cheek to let a fart out. No, he's like a, he's a Frankenstein. It's just someone killed the body. They put it there and they stacked it weird. His head's not connected to the torso. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't uh, like that at all. Is there any other? I guess that's all the uh, all the concepts for this. This is uh, this is a whole uh, weird side of the industry. This is this is a thing, man. Hey, like I, you I'm said, all, I'm, I'm all for yeah. it, man. If I, if you can, let's innovate. Let's let's fucking let's get let's do it. Let's get to it. Yeah, I I'd give it a try, man. I'd give it a try. I'd get a big guy, you know, tall guy sitting in yeah. the seats and stuff like that. I'd love to give it a shot. I would, uh, if I were to do the double decker, I would require that I get, if I were to try that out, I would need to be on the top without, without a shadow of a doubt. What if, what if Justin, Yeah. what if I was at the top and you were on the bottom? Would I would trust me. No, I would, I would fly standby. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean fly standby? You I would, on? I no, I, yeah, I would say, look, I forfeit my ticket, and you let me know when another one becomes available. They're like, no, this is the only way to get back to your wife. You have to sit here behind Beth, this guy. Beth will like, understand. Hi. It's like, Beth no, will, she needs Beth you. will understand. I'll, I'll call she her. She needs your I'll, help. I'll send There's her no a picture. I said, There's here's no what the flights. plane looks like, Beth. <laughs> There's no other flights. Well, you have a nice life. You have to, you have to read her her last rites. 
Well, we can do FaceTime. <laughs> She'll get it. She'll understand. Uh, <laughs> Man, you know these what are this is, Justin. Some you know these, are, these are these are practical, and that's what I respect about it. These are practical designs for a practical society. And I'm here for it. You have always been one for practicality, as long as I've known you. Um, and, you know, it's almost like you should have your own little theme song for how practical you are. I'd Something maybe like... You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Go. Practical. Go. Practical. Go. Practical. Practical. Uh, hold on. I'm just making notes about eating farts um, on our potential clip section. This is this is a. This, I thought at the beginning, I'm like, I don't know if we'll have clips in this episode. We've we I, have I think, plenty. Yeah, I yeah. think we might. Um, yeah. Cool. So if you've never been here before for Ask Practical Doug, uh, it's one of our favorite segments. There's a small Doug that lives inside Large Doug. That small Doug is known as Practical Doug, and he guides Large Doug on all of life's through all of life's quandaries, its quagmires, its its little uh, the, the curveballs that life throws at you. And if you want to ask Practical Doug a question, you can on social media. You can at MindGapPodcast and then hashtag AskPracticalDoug, or you can join our Discord and you can go to the Ask Practical Doug channel. And you can actually ask a question there. Many people take advantage of this. And if you're lucky enough, if you ask a good enough one, you might get on the show. Practical Doug might ask you, answer rather, your ask on the show. Today, however, we do have a wonderful well that we go to for Ask Practical Dougs uh, on Reddit, the Am I the Asshole subreddit. Wonderful questions for Ask Practical Doug. And today we have one that when I came across it, I said, Doug, stop scrolling. This is the one for today. This yes. hits Doug in a very personal place. Uh, Doug has experienced stuff like this before, so it might be triggering. But the lady asks, am I the asshole for telling a lady to... Sh- oh, sorry, I don't know if it's a lady. I think it might be a guy. It doesn't matter. Am I the asshole no, for telling... Yeah. Yeah. For telling a lady to shut up during the movies. So it goes on to say, wife and I went to see the new... Uh, insidious movie this past weekend and a lady who I think was drunk and was speaking very loudly during the trailers. I thought to myself, okay, that's fine as long as she's cool during the movie, which again, it sounds like Doug wrote this so far. Well, Mm -hmm. as the movie starts to roll, she was speaking loudly and interacting with the movie screen, like reacting to the actor's questions they would ask each other. I figured a quick shh would get the point across as I wanted her to be be quiet Uh, Not trying to Karen out and go get the manager or something. I'm not into getting people booted or tattling. Well, after that, she decided to stand up and yell back, fuck you. So I stood up and said, this isn't your living room and we all paid to be here. Shut the fuck up. The lady ended up getting kicked out by the staff after someone went to get the floor staff. Am I the asshole for even interacting with her that way? Should I have just let it slide? I would also add... Should he have just, should they have just gone and gotten the manager like they said they had thought of? For the record, there is some additional stuff there at the bottom. Oh, I guess I didn't even, so edit. Yes, I missed some stuff. Yes, I was applauded by some of the moviegoers after my outburst. The staff talked to us after our movie and offered us two tickets comped for our next visit, the Haunted Mansion. Boo. And after we left, we saw the woman out by her car with her car blocked off by police or some sort of security. 
Now, the movie was pretty decent. <laughs> I'm easy to please when it comes to horror, so it's not a full endorsement, but it still had a good time after all this. And absolutely, I hear you guys bringing up possible gun violence. So, Doug, practical Doug, what are your thoughts? Here's my here's my first thought. Um, this sounds like a five star review you'd find on Amazon. It does for a movie. <laughs> For how did this they get just made? go yeah. to this giant diatribe. They're like, I went to go see the Insidious movie. <laughs> and guess what happened? They go through all this. They're like, oh, that's a pretty good movie. You know, five, five stars would recommend five stars. Also, thanks for pointing out about gun violence. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that, uh, no, this person is not an asshole for telling someone to shush. Uh, I've done this a couple of times at the okay. theater, as has Jill, because I'm the same way. Like, if you're talking during the movie trailers, I'm like, that's fine. Get it out now. Whatever. Once the movie starts, you need to respect everyone else in the room and keep your mouth shut. Like, if you're going to have a physical reaction or be like, whatever, and it's there's a cathartic, mm-hmm. cathartic, cathartic moment, that's fine. It happens, whatever. People gasp and whatever. That's fine. That's totally mm-hmm. normal. If you're sitting there talking, if you're responding to it, you're and whatever, answering, yeah. You're like a heckler at a comedy show. Right. You're making it about you, and that's not fair. That's not right. That's disrespectful to everyone around you. Like, save that shit for when you're, you know, at home. Like, there's no reason to do that. And if someone tells you to shush, swallow your pride, accept what's going on, and shut the fuck up. And shush. Simple as that. Yeah. If you're going to stand up and make a goddamn scene, like... You get what you get, you know? Yeah. And, and that is what it is. I think this person was well within the rights to be like, you know, hey, we all paid to be here. Shut the fuck up. You sure. know? Okay. Now, listen. <clears throat> did it escalate? Sure. Um, were, were they well within the rights to do this? Absolutely. Should they have gotten the manager? Debatable. Okay. I feel like after they had said, you know, shut the fuck up and it continued on from there, probably go get the manager. But um, this reminds me of two instances of stuff that happened in the theater. One is when I went to go see It. Okay. Um, and it was a packed theater. It was opening weekend. Someone behind me was vaping. Because oh. I could smell it. And I found it to be incredibly annoying. But at least it smelled somewhat pleasant. Well, we were kind of sitting on... This was like an AMC where it has like the railing up front. So I love to sit there so I could put my feet on there. Even though yeah. I tell you not to do Because it's yeah. like, Yeah. Well, there in front of us was like kind of, uh, you know, there was like a gap. There was like the handicap section or whatever. And there was a guy sitting over there and he was just like, you know, loudly being like, who's vaping back there? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm trying to watch this movie about fucking clowns, man. This is this is wild, you know, right. whatever. And I, I was annoyed. But this guy like got really fucking annoyed. And he went and he got like security and security, because the guy stands in front of us. He's like, it's coming from over there. He's like pointing in our general direction. And the security guard's standing in front of us. Going, are you vaping? I was like, to you? No. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. Like, are you vaping? I was like, someone around here is. It's not me. Dude, what's going on with Pennywise? <laughs> what about Georgie? Yeah. You know, and it was just, it was so, obnox- like, I get why the guy was pissed. Like, I yeah, get it. Yeah. It was ruining his experience. Someone's being a fucking asshole. Couldn't hold their vape in. Right. But the guy standing in front of me, are you vaping? He had no, he had to do something. But he can't, he's like, what do you want me to do? I, right. I can't. You know, We're not going to pause the movie and yeah, yeah. If, if, unless the guy had night vision stuff and he could come in and see who was vaping, you know, just yeah. That one was, yeah. I was just like, oh, that sucks. I think that guy ultimately left. He probably got refunded or whatever for something. But yeah. the other one, this one was a lot darker for me. Okay. I was watching American Hustle okay. with Dave and Jill. We're in the movie theater 
I don't know, we're like 30 minutes in the movie, and I start hearing, and I hear someone go, oh my God, he's choking. Someone call 911. And we all are like, huh? And then he goes, it's okay. I got it. And this is like weird, weird sort of like, okay, we all just went back to watch the movie. Like, we just like didn't respond. I got it. We're good. Yeah. And then you I just think start hearing. that same movie too. Rawr. Someone's like alarm was going off like on their, on their watch oh, or something. Jesus. Yeah. And then someone finally goes, turn the fuck off. And someone goes, oh, like, <laughs> and shut it off. <laughs> like they didn't hear it on their own wrist. Yeah. Jesus. Absurd. But yeah, that was just the whole like someone may be dying. And we're like, yeah. are they? Oh, okay. Let's keep watching this forgettable movie. Good. You know? Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's so strange. So this person, Doug, not the asshole. Not the asshole. There you go. It has been decided right. and so shall it be. Ta-ta. Not the asshole. There we go. Not yeah. the asshole. Oh, this was a good one. Uh, all right, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? I'm going to uh, very wholeheartedly, full-throated recommendation for The Bear Season 2. Uh, whole thing's out. Watch it on Hulu. Um, if you haven't seen Season 1, very what are you doing sleeping on that? Go watch Season 1, then go watch Season 2. Holy shit. I will say, this season... Um, Exceeded expectations for me. I think episode seven, I believe, was called... Sorry, episode six was called Fishes. And it was a... uh, It's a flat... I won't give anything away. It was a flashback episode that kind of shows you where the characters kind of come from and why they are the way they are. The cameos that they pulled in this episode... The cameos that they pulled in this season were great. The cameos alone in this episode were mind-bending. And I think not only does that episode deserve an Emmy, uh, I would say every single person involved in the episode deserves to be nominated for an Emmy. It was some of the finest. I, I can only imagine how hard that filming had to be. The acting and how... like. The, the emotional places that these people went to and what they had, like, and specifically the woman who plays the mother, I'm not going to say who it is. If she does not get an Emmy nod for best guest starring role, uh, I will riot because fuck me. Holy shit. So I say firmly watch the Bears season two, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's amazing. Cool. Done. I don't have Hulu. Cool. I then you just gotta come up and we have to binge it. All right. All Done. ten hours. Done. Done. Uh, Doug, what do you got? Uh, I uh, there's a new episode, new episode, new podcast on the YMH network called First Date Podcast with Ooh. Lauren Compton, where Lauren, who is a comedian, uh, interviews other comedians and she asks them a series of questions like that are like appetizer questions, main course questions, and a dessert question to ask them stuff like. Um, you know, like, what do you do on a date? Like, what's this? What's that? And she gives them if, if, if based on what they do, she'll give them red flags. And Ooh, okay. if they're bad enough, she's like, yeah, you're not good enough for a second date. Like, you know, just she it's a great conversation about That's relationships, fun. about dating. And um, it's very fun. The first episodes with Tom Segura. Uh, the second one is with Annie Lederman and then Greg Fitzsimmons. 
those are the first three episodes that are out right now. It's a very entertaining podcast. Um, I highly, I enjoy it. I think it's fun. It's, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of interesting hearing people talk about relationships for some reason and like what to do nowadays, you know, and that yeah. terrifies me. Well, I was going to say, like, that. it's, it's got to be interesting because it's something that we've talked about how it would just be a nightmare for us. Yeah, it'd be yeah. absolute nightmare. So hearing, you know, people talk about that and the, the funny stories that come out of it are are great. They're fantastic. Yeah. So I uh, highly recommend that everywhere you can get your podcasts. Check it out for a, a dandy good time. So, woo. Well, another one in the books, gang. Uh, As always, be sure to check us out on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Please check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash MindGap Podcast. We release our episodes on Fridays there early. If you want the audio version that comes out on Mondays. So either way you want to consume it, it's there. If you do visit us on YouTube, please like, um, comment, uh, hit the subscribe button if you feel so inclined so you get you know all the notifications about when we post our stuff. I also host a video game stream on Fridays, so you can join me there for that. And then, um, yeah, make sure just to, to share us around, all that good stuff. Check the description for links to our Discord, to our Patreon, and our merch. And be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out also on any platform where you can find and consume podcasts, whatever your favorite one is, we're there. We're going to ask you to subscribe, rate, review, share all those things. The big one is sharing. We love when you share us around, let people know we exist. And then twoeastaith.com and twoeastaith on all social media, loveandimprovfilm.com, loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Very good. Well, with that, I will say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. To the uh, YouTubers and listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.